Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts at the end of the week. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll make a prediction on the actual earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter, assuming the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises are at average levels. Second, we'll look at comments on negative impacts to earnings and revenues from the small number of S&P 500 companies that have already reported results for the first quarter. But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have been more pessimistic compared to recent quarters in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the first quarter are lower today compared to the start of the quarter. The index is expected to report single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In terms of earnings estimate revisions for companies in the S&P 500, analysts decreased earnings estimates in aggregate for the first quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter decreased by 0.9% from December 31st to March 31st. This marked the first decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since the second quarter of 2020. However, in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 3-5% during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued negative guidance for the first quarter compared to recent quarters as well. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 96 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter. Of these 96 companies, 67 have issued negative guidance and 29 have issued positive guidance. This is the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for a quarter since the fourth quarter of 2019. It also marks the third straight quarter in which the number of companies issuing negative guidance has increased. With 67 out of 96 companies providing negative guidance, the percentage of companies issuing negative guidance for the first quarter is 70%, which is above the five-year average of 60% and above the 10-year average of 67%. Because of the downward estimate revisions and more companies issuing negative guidance, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.5% today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 5.7% back on December 31st. If 4.5% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, It will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020 at 3.8%. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the first quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. 
Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, and labor shortages. We'll discuss some of these factors in more detail in the second half of the podcast. At the sector level, seven of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 253%, the industrial sector at 32%, and the material sector at 31%. On the other hand, four sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at negative 26%, and the consumer discretionary sector at negative 15%. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 6.2% in the second quarter, 10.7% in the third quarter, and 10.3% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 9.8%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 19.2, which is above the 5-year average of 18.6 and above the 10-year average of 16.8. However, it is below the forward P.E. ratio of 21.3 recorded at the end of the fourth quarter back on December 31st, as prices have decreased while forward earnings estimates have increased over the past few months. And during the week, 14 S&P 500 companies, including three Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. It will be a heavy week for companies in the financial sector, as 10 of the 14 companies reporting during the week are in this sector, including J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley. Other high-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include Delta Airlines and United Health Group. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is predictions on the actual earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter. As we previously discussed, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.5% for the first quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, what is the likelihood the index will report actual growth in earnings of 4.5% for the quarter? Well, based on the average improvement in earnings growth during each earnings season, Due to companies reporting positive surprises, it is likely the index will report earnings growth of more than 10% for the first quarter, which would be the fifth consecutive quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 10%. When companies in the S&P 500 report actual earnings above estimates during an earnings season, the overall earnings growth rate for the index increases because the higher actual EPS numbers replace the lower estimated EPS numbers in the calculation of the growth rate. For example, if a company is projected to report EPS of $1.05 compared to year-ago EPS of $1, the company is projected to report earnings growth of 5%. If the company reports actual EPS of $1.10, a $0.05 upside earnings surprise compared to the estimate, the actual earnings growth rate for the company for the quarter is now 10%, 5 percentage points above the estimated growth rate. Over the past five years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 8.9% on average. During this same period, 77% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 8.1 percentage points on average over the past five years due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st of 4.7%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 12.8%, as 4.7% plus 8.1% equals 12.8%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 12.8%, it would mark the fifth straight quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 10%. 
Over the past 10 years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 6.5% on average. During this same period, 72% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 5.5 percentage points on average over the past 10 years due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st of 4.7%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 10.2%, as 4.7% plus 5.5% equals 10.2%. Again, if the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 10.2%, it would mark the fifth straight quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 10%. Of the 20 S&P 500 companies that have reported actual earnings for the first quarter to date, 70% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by these 20 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 2.1%. Therefore, at this very early stage of the first quarter earnings season, both the number of companies reporting positive earnings surprises and the magnitude of the positive surprises are below the 5-year average and 10-year average. Since March 31st, the earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 has decreased by 0.2 percentage points to 4.5% from 4.7%. It will certainly bear watching if this early start is an aberration and we return to average levels, or if this is a precursor for a below average performance versus estimates for the index. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is comments on factors having a negative impact on earnings and revenues for the first quarter, from the small number of S&P 500 companies that have already reported results for the first quarter. While the majority of S&P 500 companies will report earnings for the first quarter over the next few weeks, 4% of the companies in the index, or 20 companies, have already reported earnings results for the first quarter through April 7th. Given the current expectations for single-digit earnings growth for the first quarter, have these companies discussed specific factors that had a negative impact on earnings or revenues for the first quarter, or are expected to have a negative impact in future quarters during their earnings conference calls? Well, to answer this question, FactSet searched for specific terms related to a number of factors, such as currency, labor, etc., in the conference call transcripts of the 20 S&P 500 companies that conducted first quarter earnings conference calls through April 7th to see how many companies discussed these factors. FactSet then looked to see if the company cited a negative impact, expressed a negative sentiment, such as volatility, uncertainty, pressure, headwind, etc., or discussed clear underperformance in relation to the factor for either the quarter just reported or in guidance for future quarters. Labor costs and shortages have been cited by the highest number of companies in the index to date as a factor that either had a negative impact on earnings or revenues in the first quarter or is expected to have a negative impact on earnings or revenues in future quarters. Of these 20 companies, 13 or 65% have discussed a negative impact from this factor. After labor shortages and costs, COVID costs and impacts at 12, and supply chain costs and disruptions also at 12, have been discussed by the highest number of S&P 500 companies. While 13 S&P 500 companies cited Ukraine on their earnings calls, only five discussed a specific negative impact to their business due to the military conflict. It is interesting to note that despite the negative impacts cited by these 20 companies, They have reported aggregate year-over-year earnings growth of 18.5% and average year-over-year earnings growth of 22.7%. It appears most of these companies are raising prices to offset these negative impacts 
as 18 of these 20 companies, or 90%, discussed increasing prices or improving price realization on their earnings calls. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. Music